Betsy Ancia Pick 6 Previews each and every Wednesday with us. And, Brett, the last regular season committee release was Tuesday night. Did you have any issues? Hey, good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, one slight issue, and, you know, it finally matters here. The, all the other weeks I didn't have any problem because the season sorts itself out and we get the title weekend and uh, the champions usually make the tournament. But we have a scenario here where if they're um, – you know, if there is an upset here in the conference title games, the pecking order of the one-loss teams is going to matter because there's only room for one of them. So uh, the way that the committee placed Oregon uh, as the number one one-loss team, that's very, uh, very interesting and could have a lot of weight on it here. Um, above Ohio State, above Alabama, above Texas. Really the key there, above Texas, because those two teams, Oregon and Texas, have title games and a final statement and could be conference champions. So... Um, when you look at it, uh, Oregon, their win, their best win so far is number 20, Oregon State. Bama's best win, number eight, at Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, common opponent, Texas Tech. Oregon beat them by eight. Texas beat them by 50. Um, and then when you look at number of ranked wins in the current top 25, it's 2-1 Texas. So I'd lean Texas there, and um, we'll see. We'll see what happens here, but uh, that's what I would go with. Were you surprised Oregon is about a 10-point favorite over Washington? It seems really high, um, especially because they played each other and Washington already beat them. But when you look recently at some of their games, some of their common opponents, uh, Washington has really struggled down the stretch here to get any margin of victory. I mean, and I'm not going to fault them for winning games. A W is a W. But when you're looking at Vegas spreads and power ratings and, and, and uh, stuff like that, the margins matter. So beating a, a you know a two-win Arizona State team by by one score there late in the game, they needed a pick six, a 100-yard pick six. Then Oregon beats them by 50. So, um, yeah, when you look at some common opponents, I can see it going that way. I do think 10's high. Georgia's ranked number one. I think rightfully so. Some are suggesting, because Florida State is ranked number four, if Georgia loses to Alabama, Georgia drops all the way out. I don't understand that. I don't know what planet we're on. If we are picking the best four teams, Georgia has to be in regardless. I'm not sure that's what the committee is projecting. Well, I don't know. It's, it goes back to what they've done uh, the entire playoff era, and I mean, it's all just subjective definitions of quote-unquote best four teams. Um, it almost ends up being the, the best four, de- the, the best four deserving teams because they're never going to deny an undefeated Power Five champ. I mean, it's just it's never happened yet. I don't think it will uh, next Sunday morning when they release it. If Florida State wins and they're thirteen or no, they're in the playoff. And I don't know, we could shake it out any other way you want to slice it. With, with Georgia losing the game, you argue Georgia versus Bama or something, or Georgia versus. Um, Washington or some Oregon or somebody, but 13 or no Florida State is going to be in there. So it, it's a it's a rare season where there's possibly four undefeated champs. There is four spots in the bracket though, so that, there isn't a problem yet. The problem would have been if there was five. That still has never happened, but um, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I mean, uh, Georgia's been very impressive all season. Um, September and mid October was a little bit rough for them uh, playing some teams of losing records and they barely won they survived so it wasn't this full uh blowout season like it was last year and i know they've really rounded into form here and they look like one of the best but 
Yeah, huge test coming against Alabama. The Michigan-Ohio State game in the big house, Michigan holding on winning. Your thoughts there? Just a, a classic old-time old, old, old time Big Ten game. I mean, it could have gone either way. Um, credit Michigan there at home. Uh, always kept a good distance there, always up by a score or two, um, and that made the difference at the end. The way that Michigan was able to grind down eight minutes of game clock at the end, I think was the real difference. And, um, you know, I, and, and that was the whole point about the Jim Knowles hire was can they beat Michigan? Do they have the, the right personnel to do it? And they really did for most of the game. I mean, it was not the defense's fault. I thought they played fine. Uh, until that last drive, you got to get off the field. You got to stop the clock, stop the bleeding, because uh, eight minutes were, were grinded down and left McCord with just one minute to scale the field against an elite defense. So, um, you know, defense was great until that final drive. McCord was okay until that final pick. Uh, I think you need to upgrade a quarterback, whether it is McCord a second year bonus or get him some more competition in there. Um, you know, it's a tough it's a tough rating scale because we're comparing them against you know Fields and C.J. Stroud, and they've had elite quarterback play for the better part of twenty years there. So, uh, want to see some improvement there next year. Buckeyes did not get bullied like they did the two previous years, where in the second half their defense just collapsed. They absolutely hung in there. But you're right. Even though there weren't huge chunk plays, that last eight-minute grinder was the killer. Yeah, I was very impressed with Ohio State's defense all season. I had them actually number one in my, my game grader defense rankings, uh, opponent adjusted there. Uh, all season, really strong. Uh, even within this game, really strong. I mean, you saw them, Michigan couldn't run the ball uh, the first three quarters. Uh, Ohio State was flying to the football, swarming the ball. Uh, there was one pivotal moment I, I think also stood out. Uh, Zach Zinter, their All-American, future first-round offensive lineman, goes down. It's a tragic injury there. He's carted off. Uh, the game stops for about five, ten minutes. Seems like all the energy shifted. They come out from the break, and the first play, Blake Corum breaks off a 30-yarder. That was the only explosive run that Michigan had all day. Uh, it's just the emotions of college football, uh, not discounting the run, but that was a pivotal moment. Uh, from there, that, 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 you know, it was a little bit different. That, for that fourth quarter drive, uh, made the difference. So, hey, credit Michigan's offensive line, a two-time, uh, Joe Moore award winner, and, um, credit them staying patient with the run there at the end. So, hey, classic college football game. Um, uh, it, it is, uh, you know, the end of an era with the 14 playoff or else we would have seen both these back in a bracket, uh, you know, next year going forward. But, really special game and starts to define a little bit of Ryan Day's legacy. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. He's been incredible there, but to lose three straight against Michigan there, all three with playoff spots on the line, Big Ten titles on the line, it starts to weigh into the legacy category. Brett Ciancio with us each and every Wednesday. Brett, your thoughts on Fran Brown, the outstanding defensive back coach at Georgia, known as perhaps the best individual recruiter in America, getting the Syracuse job? Yeah, well, congrats there. That's huge news. Um, you know, it's rare to see a positional coach be promoted all the way up. But almost when you look at these dynasty programs, you know, a Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State type program, the position coaches are almost equated to a coordinator role at some other programs. Like, uh, you know, coordinator at your uh, position coach at Georgia is almost uh, the same credential as a coordinator spot at another power five. So uh, he's been on championship teams there. Uh, he's recruited at an elite level. 
he's going to need that recruiting and then some to go up into upstate New York. I know that's a completely different ball game uh, than competing the uh, recruiting the best of the best to go to Georgia. But yeah, great resume there. Um, exciting off the grid hire. You don't usually see things like this come out of the woodwork like that. But uh, I know those uh, in the Georgia footprint and the SEC footprint are more familiar. So uh, yeah, huge news there. The coaching carousel is heating up. I'm still stuck doing uh, resume rankings and uh, conference title games. I, I still haven't dug into the carousel as deeply as I want, but uh, that's coming up within the next week, and I can't wait. Trent Bray, the defensive coordinator for the Beavers of Corvallis, has been elevated as the head coach at Oregon State. Yeah, I like it. Um, and if you haven't followed Oregon State the last five years, uh, you, you know that Jonathan Smith has improved that program. They were usually a two- or three-win team, and he got them up to ten last year. But really, the story within the story was when he shifted defensive coordinators. You know, in the first few years of his tenure with Tim Tibisar as a defensive coordinator, they struggled. They couldn't make a bowl. He does a midseason coordinator firing, gets rid of Tibisar, brings in Trent Bray. Um, and since then, the defense has been really strong, a defense that we've seen them play the last couple of years. So uh, that was a genius coaching move by Smith. Uh, it shifted the, the trajectory of that program. Now you have it all, you know, a guy taking over that's, the, that's a head coach, the full program. So while Oregon State staff was gutted, unfortunately, and the realignment is hurting them, uh, they, did, uh, you know, they caught on to a good guy here with Trent Bray. Do you – sense any upsets in these conference championship games well if you're going off of rankings uh, you know oregon over washington i think you'd consider uh, that's an upset but then you look at the vegas spread and that looks like a 10 point favorite so i mean that one could change the the playoff math you know the playoff spots on the line i think the georgia beats bama um what else do we have we have michigan iowa i don't i don't see a threat there that's a 23 point spread you know, I think we've seen both of those teams play enough this year. Iowa's defense is very elite, but outside of that, um, what's that leave us with? With Florida State, Louisville, kind of a hot take. I, I still think Florida State is going to beat Louisville. I still think they're they're going to be fine there. Um, but the quarterback injury really crushes them with Jordan Travis. Uh, I think it hurts their chances to win in January in the playoffs. But here against Louisville, a team that has been overrated the whole season, has struggled against inferior opponents, just lost to Kentucky. Um, I think uh, I think Florida State will be fine. The other 21 starters they have are elite. Trey Benson and running back doesn't get enough credit the way he glides down the field and makes uh, makes defenders miss. Playmaking receivers, elite pass rush. There's a lot to like from Florida State outside just the quarterback injury. So I think they're going to win and cover. Is there a favorite quarterback in the portal for you? And I'll just I'll just reel a couple of names out. Will Rogers. Max Brosmer is in there. Tyler Van Dyke is also a name. Brendan Soresby is another name to throw out. Just on and on and on. Is there one that stands out? Is there a favorite? And God knows what's going to happen between now and next Monday. Yeah, it's about to be an absolute circus. I mean, uh, it's just the whole player acquisition, a talent acquisition part of the game has shifted where – Normally, we'd wait till February to get that big surprise of who our team signed for the next year. Now it's continuous. I mean, it's November. It's free agency. So get ready. Especially for the quarterback carousel. Um, and these matter, too, because look at the Heisman finalists this year. They're all former transfer quarterbacks. It's very common for that position. I think a guy off the list there, I don't know if he's actually 
officially went in the portal yet, but is considering is Cam Ward at Washington State. A uh, guy two years ago was at the FCS level. He came up to Washington State this year. Uh, sorry, last year, but really took a big step in 2023. Uh, dual threat guy. Um, I want to see him get some attention, but um, yeah, it's about to get crazy. Tyler Van Dyke has had great moments. I, I know he's battled injuries and a rough season this year, but uh, he had a special close of 2022. Uh, who else? I mean, yeah, there's going to be a ton of names, and we'll do a whole quarterback ranking in a few weeks. Well, and and I don't think there's an announcement yet, but Warner at Temple's been very good, and there's some talk about him. Yeah, yep. You got to – you know, and sometimes these, these group of five quarterbacks do pan out, moving up a step. Um, same with FCS guys. But, um, yeah, so if you're not familiar with him, check him out. Uh, I'll go back real quick to Will Rogers. He had the all-time SEC passing champ, and I know that that might have been offensive scheme-driven, being in Mike Leach's offense for three seasons, but um, we'll see how that translates to a, a more traditional offense. But he certainly has the experience. His arm has a lot of the, the, the run on it there. I mean, probably the record for pass attempts in the portal. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of interesting names. Hawkeye Jason put this stat out, and I don't know if you got a chance to see it. In the last eight college football national championship games, meaning just the game, not either team necessarily, in every one of these last eight national championship games, there's been a starting quarterback from Georgia, from the state of Georgia. Deshaun Watson, Jake Fromm, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Stetson Bennett. All eight games, last eight games. How about that stat? Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty special, and I think it goes back to when, when me and you talk recruiting. Uh, I've been strong on this, but I think that Georgia has surpassed a lot of those other states, and, and they are now into that elite tier. You know, traditionally, you would just say Cali, Texas, Florida. They're the big three for college football recruiting. I think you need to throw California out of that discussion and put Georgia in there in the top three if you have to cut it at three, because Georgia is, per capita, just churning out elite college football players. It's high school uh, elite high school football. The coaching is great down there, and you're seeing the quarterback development. You have some quarterback gurus down there. Sean McAvoy is incredible down there, um, and uh, he's just he's churning out guys to the pros and to college. So it's just it's a it's a high school factory down there. The best of the best. So it doesn't surprise me. Brett, tell everybody how they can get your content. Yeah, uh, follow me at Pick Six Previews on Twitter, PickSixPreviews.com. The uh, yeah, we're miles away from it, but the 2024 season preview book is under production. Uh, you know, we got seven months ago until that comes out, but uh, we're, we're hard at work over here on that. And uh, yeah, we're updating for the playoffs, conference title games, portal, coaching carousel on Twitter. Good stuff, man. See you next week. See you, Bill. Thanks. There he is, Brett Ciancia, Blake Ruffino. Down to the boot, top of hour two. And Johnny Crawford, the fantastic longtime SEC official, will join us with your questions. Hour three, Griff. Yeah, Griff was kind of on yesterday, but kind of not. So we're bringing him back today. Mike Griffin, AJC's dog nation. Was there some Bobby P news? Did I miss that? Was there? (laughs) All right. Coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel.